but I had to learn that not everyone's gonna wanna work with you. You can't please everyone. You're gonna make mistakes, especially when you're starting off in a new industry and to not be so hard on yourself and figure out how can you either fi fix the deal that you're working for Welcome back to another episode of Tea with Taylor. In this episode, I kind of wanted to just discuss with you and give some insight, thinking some of you may find it interesting, on the lessons that I've learned while being a Realtor for the last three years. It would be three years in February. And most of it, honestly, is not specific to real estate or being a Realtor at all. And I just thought it would be insightful and maybe interesting to some of you. I started being a real estate agent. Like I said, I'd be a realtor three years come February of next year. And within that time frame, I closed, well, I'm I'm in the process of closing, some are under contract, but within three years, I closed 50 deals. My first year, I did close 12 deals, which was pretty awesome. And I just wanted to give, like I said, some insight on how I got into it, as well as the lessons I learned from it, and maybe the misconceptions that society has of Realtors. So how I got started into real estate, I actually moved out in, I moved out to Illinois from Michigan in, right after college, because I interned at Sears corporate office, then I got offered the job, came back, offered the job. And my last semester before I moved out here, I started reading books. I started uh, my uncle asked me to read Rich Dad Poor Dad, so I started getting into real estate, started going to these real estate meetings around my local area. I ended up meeting an agent, his name is Chris Davis. He actually helped me purchase my house, and then after I purchased my house, I was still working at Sears Corporate Office, and we would talk. I was trying to do some marketing for him. I was offering free free work if I could just, if he could help me and mentor me a little bit, and he did. And he ended up offering me to come work with him. He was an agent at the time. He said I could join his team and it was just him <laughs> and we could we could do real estate together. So I started doing real estate while I was still working at Sears. So from about February to, well, I was, I was taking courses before that, but I actually got my license in February until I got laid off from Sears, I believe in August, which worked out for me. It was an, that was also an interesting situation. They took 50 of us in a room and laid off pretty much like three departments, but I knew it was coming because Sears is obviously was bankrupt and I wanted to quit anyway. So it worked out because I got severance pay for 10 weeks. But anyways, I mean, for, it was still an uncomfortable situation. I felt really bad for everyone else, but for me, I got lucky and it worked out. So I started to work with him as a real estate agent. And then, like I said, I went full time after that August once I got laid off. And I just now wanna go over kind of some of the adjustments that were made from going from a nine to five working at Sears corporate office to a independent contractor that pretty much I worked for myself. Of course, I worked under Chris, who was my mentor and I highly respected. So I, you know, I felt some responsibility to him, like almost as a manager, but not a manager. But some of the adjustments from working a nine to five to being an independent contractor, like I said, you work for yourself. So you don't really have to check in with anyone. You're not, you have to work a certain amount of hours. You don't really have to attend anything. You're an independent contractor. And that goes for, you have to be 
disciplined more because it's not like someone's telling you, hey, you got to come in at nine, you can leave at five, this is, amount of much, this is what you have to do as far as work-wise, and this is how much you're going to get paid. So you have to be self-disciplined and you have to be self-motivated. And then on top of that, which my situation was a little bit different because when I got into real estate, like I said, I closed a lot of deals my first year. My first year, 12 de deals. My second year, 29 deals. And then in total, it'd be 50. Um, I'm actually going to be moving back to Michigan until I move to Florida in about three weeks. So I won't even finish the year out here in real estate. But as far as being self-disciplined, I did get lucky when I started working with Chris, he did Zillow leads. So uh, he would just give me a percentage of his calls. Like I would answer Monday. I got four days a week. He got three because he had some, um, he had more of a, a referral base than I did. And I would just pay him a certain percentage of everything that I made. So I lucked out that I met the right guy and was able to have that influx of leads rather than having to go find them myself. Then you have to, you know, definitely have to put the, push the pedal to the metal a little bit more than I did. Um, like I said, I was lucky in that case, but I still had to be self-disciplined as far as when I was going to work, when I was going to follow up with people and just staying on top of my business as well as because you're working with people and it's a people business, you have to be really flexible with your time. And that's what we're gonna, I'm going to go over after like my adjustments that I had to make, what I learned. It's that Yes, it's a real, it's the industry of real estate, but it's really about people. And so you have to be flexible with your time because people are contacting you all the time. They have to work, you have to meet your obligations and you have to be able to work around their schedule. What another big adjustment from working in nine to five to being an independent contractor and to essentially working for yourself is the payment. I went from a salary payment to 100% commission and it can be intimidating and it can be scary, especially when maybe you go a few months without a pay or one of your deals fall through. And so you have to really be patient and, you know, emotionally confident in yourself, I guess, uh, because there are going to be times where I'm like, F, I like, how am I going to pay for this? I need more money and deals will fall through. And you, like I said, you just have to be patient and realize that it'll eventually work out if, if you're if you're if you're making the money and you're you're putting the effort in and with that it has its benefits though too because you are in charge with how much you make it you're not capped at a salary so those are kind of like the adjustments as far as what i learned i would also say and this could just be like my position at sears i was assistant buyer and then an associate buyer, but like my managing broker, I mean, not my managing broker, my manager always had the majority of the responsibility on them. Well, when you're a realtor and you're working with clients, like it's a lot of responsibility. Like you are helping someone make one of the biggest financial decisions that they'll ever make. And I take a lot of responsibility and I take, I, I take it at, I take it very seriously that I'm helping someone with such a large purchase. So the amount of responsibility was a big adjustment for me as well. Like it was all, it was all me. So now going on to some of the things that I learned. And like I kind of mentioned just a few, few minutes ago, being a realtor, yes, you learn a lot about real estate and you work within the real estate industry, but it is a people's business. And that's what I learned very quickly. Like I always say like I work, I'm in the, I'm in the business of people and solving problems. 
yes, it has to do with real estate, but my majority of my work is communicating with people, communicating with all different kinds of people. So I definitely learned how to listen more because you have to know what your clients are looking for, what they're not, what they're upset about, what's most important to them. So you definitely learn how to listen better as well as I just said, you speak to a lot of people and everyone's different. So you have to figure out how to tailor your services and your communication to each individual person. And noting that it's already an emotional trans, like it's already an emotional transaction for a lot of people because of the amount of money. Now more people are are less emotional compared to other people, but it is, you know, you're dealing with people's money and people, and then they have to, make sure that they can trust you. So you have to be trustworthy you have to be honest while being honest and giving your advice, but not be being demanding or demeaning. So you have to learn how to toe the line while you're communicating with all different kinds of people in all different transactions, because they are all different and your tonality to the way you address them to maybe what you can or cannot be stern on or joking around. You have to figure out how to read people and communicate with people, which is such an important skill to learn is to talk to people as well as like, when, like I said, you're having these conversations to toe the line. You're trying to convince them in a way that you're, is not demanding, but giving your advice because you want them to ultimately do what you think is right. And then as well as the other side, because you're constantly negotiating with the other side and you're trying to make your counter offer or your offer appealing to them or your negotiation appealing to them while also making it what your client wants. So you're, you're negotiating and having communication between two different parties to try and communicate it to in your ideal end and get what you want in the end. So that is such an important skill to learn in life because everyone has to negotiate and you have to negotiate with other people, making them happy with and satisfied with the deal, but ultimately getting what you, or in my case, your client wants at that given time. And if we know anything like life is, life is communication and and negotiation between people. So having, learning these skill sets was something that is priceless ultimately. And then lastly, coming with having these conversations with all these different people and assisting them with these transactions, you have very difficult conversations with people. Like if a deal falls through or you're trying to keep a deal together, you're having to, you know, their loan fell through for some reason or they went under contract and the buyers pulled out. So now now they're losing their purchase property and people can just be very emotional and you're having to deal, you're having to provide them with bad news. You got your, your listing under contract and the buyer pulls out. There's just a lot of uncomfortable conversations. And like me probably growing up as a millennial, uh, talking on the phone was never really my strong suit. And I got used to talking on the phone very quickly in real estate because I would either have to communicate with the other side or my clients. And now I still text and email a lot too, but. I know when an I know when an actual phone call should be the right form of communication. I would even sometimes pace around my room and like I would I would go through the conversations in my head a few times and then I'd be like, right, let's do this. So I definitely got better on speaking on the phone and communicating what I wanted to say, even if I felt uncomfortable saying it. And then tailoring that to depending on which client I was speaking to and what their personality was and how they are 
how, um, how they absorbed information. And then aside from learning about the people skills, I obviously learned about real estate. And that is something that is so important in life, not only because I plan on investing in real estate for the rest of my life, but I'm purchasing homes, I'm visiting homes, and it, it's something that you can make a lot of money at and you can have control over. Now, I'm not saying you have control over every aspect, but for a lot of it, you're choosing what you wanna buy, what can be done, and if you know your numbers and you know what things cost and you know people, because it is, you know, they always say it's, it's important, to, they say, it's not what you know, it's who you know. I think it's both, but definitely great to know people if something ever goes wrong or you need something done to your house. So definitely learning about real estate, being able to pull comps like comparable properties and knowing the value, being able to judge what should be done or what shouldn't be done and how the loan processes work, how investing works and works and running my numbers that way. And I'm actually going to have a follow-up video on how I bought my first house, which was an investment property where it was a multi-unit where I lived in one unit, rented out the other. And now I'm in the process of selling it and I will be making a 46% return on my monies. So I'll check that video out. I will be posting it as well. It'll be similar to this one, but kind of walking through the lessons I've learned from being a homeowner and a landlord, a landlord and how I will be going, I will be investing in real estate for many, many, many years to come. So thirdly, I wanted to kind of just discuss the struggles that I had as a real estate agent because I think there's like a misconception about like what realtors do. You guys just show houses, you get to work whenever you want. Like, yes and no. <laughs> no, we definitely don't just show houses. We show people houses and many times, many, 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 many houses. And hopefully you end up making it to the end where you actually close on the deal and you get paid. Because remember, a real estate agent is 100% commission. So if you don't make money, then you're just wasting your time. So I had to learn that, like some of the struggles that I learned while being the agent is one of them, the things that I probably struggled with the most is that not only are you working with emotional people, it's an emotional business because like I said, you're 100% commission. So if a deal falls through, it's a lot more, it's it's like scary, especially when I was first getting started and I just got off a salary deal and you know I had some money saved up, but I just didn't know when my next paycheck was coming. So if I lost a deal, if one didn't fall through, I could be really hard on myself, especially because maybe, Maybe I said something wrong, maybe I messed up or I felt like I was the reason that it didn't work out or maybe a client ended up, you know, I took them out so many times, we, but they ended up never answering me or working with someone else and then I'm wondering why they didn't want to work with me. So I would be like really hard on myself and I had to learn that not everyone's going to want to work with you. You can't please everyone. You're going to make mistakes, especially when you're starting off in a new industry and to not be so hard on yourself and figure out how can you either fi fix the deal that you're working through right now or how you can improve in the future. So I definitely had to learn to not be so hard on myself as well as kind of keep my emotions under control because I would never in, in, in front of my clients like be emotional, but my mom received quite a bit of phone calls. She's a realtor and she's been doing it a lot longer than I in Michigan. So when something would go wrong, she's definitely received a few phone, like teary phone calls because I was upset with myself and I just think I didn't, I would put too much blame on myself because like I said, it's 
I take a lot of responsibility for helping someone purchase home. I want to make sure that they're satisfied with their purchase, that the deal is the best deal that they can get. So I take a lot of responsibility on that and I would be really hard on myself. And lastly, I struggled with and was probably my least favorite part about the job is how dependent I felt on my cell phone. Now, like I said, I'm gonna be, I'm almost done being an agent and that is one of the things I am looking forward to the most that I don't have to feel like my phone is on me and I have to be answering my phone 24 seven because I take a lot of responsibility in the fact that I'm helping these people purchase their home. So I wanna be accessible to my clients all the time. And sometimes you're showing properties until eight at night and you're working through a deal through 11 and then your, your client's freaking out and almost has cold feet. And so they're calling you at any hour of the day. And if you don't answer, then they'll go work with someone else. So I felt really dependent on my phone and I don't like that because I think that thing is toxic. And it's not like I was just working with clients. The more I was on my phone, I was like, okay, then I was on my phone doing other stuff too. So that is probably what I am looking forward to the most, that I can just put my phone in the other room, turn it on silent, paint, read, and just have a different, hopefully, schedule around my cell phone. And then lastly, I just wanted to mention that personally, I mean, I think real estate is a great career. Like I said, it's, it's, it's very demanding and it's exhausting for sure, but there's a lot of potential. You learn a lot. You meet a lot of people and it was definitely one of the best decisions I ever made thanks to the person that actually helped me get into it, Chris Davis, my mentor. Shout out, he owns Inspire Realty in Elgin, Illinois. He is, I also have an interview with him and how he got into real estate and actually how he created the fortune, the small fortune that he has so far and it's really insightful. He's a really smart guy and he's a hustler. So. I'm very thankful for him and I, even though I've learned a lot and I liked real estate for the time being, I was successful at it, it's not forever for me. Now I always plan on investing in real estate, but I don't plan on being a realtor. My next move is I'm actually under contract to sell my house. I will be moving my end goal by next year. I will be living in Florida. Hopefully the real estate market corrects itself a little bit more so I'm not totally overpaying for a property and I want to start my own clothing company. So I don't know exactly how I'm gonna do that. I've started it, we'll see how it goes. And I'm just gonna work as probably some sort of, some sort of like waitress or something in the meantime where I can still make money, but not all my time is designated to something other than what I wanna focus on. So I just thought maybe it'd be insightful for some of you to learn what, what I learned as a real estate agent, things I struggled with, and maybe if you're interested in getting into the business, this kind of gave you a window view into the industry and what it takes to be successful at being a realtor. So now there's more, there's people a lot more successful to me, but hopefully this provided you with some value. So if it did, cool. And like I said, uh, check out my other video where I talk about house hacking. I actually will be doing another one now that I'm selling my first investment property so i have one on house hacking now on how i obtained my house and sold it making a 46 percent return on my money net from what i went into the property versus what i'm walking away with i've multiplied my monies by about six and now there's also one other interview that i have with chris davis so go check it out thank you for watching me as always take care
educate yourself. A lot of this I just learned from reading books, listening to podcasts, like bigger podcasts. I ended up going to meetings, like meetups, and then I ended up meeting Chris Davis, and then he helped me buy my house, and then I ended up being a realtor, and I ended up selling my house for a good amount of money, and now I have financial freedom in order to do what I want as far as I have some more flexibility. I ain't, I ain't no millionaire or anything yet, but uh, I paid off all my debt and I'm making, I'm walking away with some money to my next journey. So uh, God bless, good luck and take care. Thank you for watching.